Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is. It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you on this Wednesday morning. The topic for the next hour centers around, comes down to one word, posturing, posturing, posturing on a number of levels can get you into a lot of trouble. How one union leader models himself as a tough guy. Well, that tough guy, Sean O'Brien, the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, just lost 30,000 jobs. Poof, gone. 22,000 of them, his own members. He's a tough guy. He showed management the 99-year-old yellow trucking company with 22,000 Teamsters employed advises customers and workers that they are done. But before I get into that, posturing, remember that word, the course of this hour. Let me start with the panhandler who stabbed the 76-year-old stranger. Here we go again. The elderly man, all he did was decline to give the panhandler money outside Manhattan's Herald Square subway stop. A panhandler, an animal, stabbed a 76-year-old stranger who declined to give him money, leaving the victim seriously wounded. The stabber asked the victim for the handout on the steps leading into the station on West 35th Street and 6th Avenue. This happened at 11.30 p.m. Sunday, and then stabbed him in the chest when he refused to give him money. The victim... The 76-year-old man stumbled into the Harold Square stop for help and was rushed by medics to Bellevue Hospital in serious but stable condition. The attacker ran off but has been arrested. And what did he do while he was being led away in handcuffs? I want you to listen to this. This animal went racial. One of the detectives escorting him while he was handcuffed happened to be a woman, but that did not stop this animal as he went racial. What happened, Mr. Trotman? What happened, sir? What happened? Yeah, what happened, sir? Caucasians and ignorant people that suck. And they sleep. That's what happened. 11 16, 2019. That's what happened. I hope that you couldn't hear what he said, but it's disgusting. And he started out by stating Caucasians, quote, are ignorant people. I am telling you, folks, before I get into this morning's topic, there is a segment of society. You have to constantly keep these individuals in constant check. 
If you don't, they will run amok. They will destroy a city. They will destroy a municipality. They want everybody else's life to, if you will, suck just like theirs does. And why is their life, why are they not doing so well? Because they made horrible decisions in life. They always look for the easy answer. They turn to drugs on and on and on. And it's everybody else's fault. It's the white man's fault. It's everybody's fault except for the man in the mirror. A female detective is escorting this animal that's handcuffed after it's alleged that he stabbed a 76-year-old man in the chest because all the man did was ask for, the, 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 the panhandler asked for some money, and all the victim did was say no or walk away, and he stabbed him in the chest. And then said, quote, unquote, Caucasians are ignorant people, and then told the photographer that you could suck these, and um, as he's being escorted by a female detective, that happens to be the same race as him. He didn't care. You've got to keep a leash on half of these animals in society. And until we do, it's never going to get better. Don't blame the police. The police are not out here stabbing people in the chest. It's these animals that these uh, district attorneys and politicians, they keep giving them a wet kiss and they go on and do these types of outrageous things. So the topic this morning, and I see your calls on Trump, we'll get to them. The topic this morning, posturing, posturing. A couple of examples. Mayor Eric Adams welcomed the migrants here and now... See no evil, hear no evil. It's not his problem. We are stuck with the migrant crisis. Posturing. Danny Meyer closing two of his uh, restaurants in that are housed in historic hotel and a historic hotel that's now a migrant shelter. Posturing, a Florida-based firm scores 20 million worth of no bid contracts with the city to provide, and you cannot make this up, to provide emergency shower trailers for migrants across the five boroughs, including the Creedmoor Psychiatric Center in Queens. $20 million no bid contracts, two of them, one for $18 million, another for $2 million. So, you know, folks, Curtis Lee talks about this a lot, and sometimes I take it with a grain of salt, but he was right. He's right with these no bid contracts to provide showers for migrants, and this money, your money, went to a Florida based company posturing we we see it happen every day across the country posturing can actually get you killed it happens all the time in heated arguments posturing a local district attorney in Fulton County Georgia indicts a former president like she's a special counsel, even though she does not have the jurisdiction for a good part of her case and indicts 19 people anyway. Posturing. She knows that this case is shaky at best, but the results don't matter. What matters is the the attacks that are thrown Right now, posturing. That's what the district attorney is doing. That's what Mayor Adams is doing. He is the best example of posturing that has cost others dearly. If you don't hear anything else I say, hear this, folks. Teamsters 
the powerful union, are losing their job, and there is one labor leader to blame. 30,000 jobs gone at the yellow trucking company. They are out of business. Poof, the jobs are gone. 30,000 jobs, 22,000 belonging to Teamster members. The president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, Sean O'Brien. O'Brien is one of these fake tough guys. I said it, Mr. O'Brien, one of these fake tough guys. And so what did he do with the yellow trucking company about to go out of business? He's the head of the Teamsters. And what did he do? He posted a photo on Twitter of a gravestone that read yellow 1924 to 2023. Such tremendous leadership. I, I, I wouldn't want this guy to represent me. I wouldn't want him to be my union president. So I, I looked in the post, uh, Charlie Gasparino, he had an excellent piece on this, yellow trunk, trucking company going out of uh, business. And Mr. O'Brien, the president of the Teamsters, he prides himself as a fighter, in-your-face kind of guy in public and on social media, daring the big corporations to mess with him and his members. He even has the handle on Twitter, Teamster S-O-B. Teamster S-O-B. I guess the plus, he recently negotiated a deal with UPS that averted a strike and won some concessions. But he's the guy that put Yellow Trucking Company, a 99-year-old company, out of business. Poof. Posturing. And if you don't care about the trucking industry and if you don't care about yellow trucking, I promise you, you probably know one of these Teamster members, the 22,000, that lost their jobs. But more than 22,000, the job loss amounted to 30,000 jobs. Poof. Posturing. I'm a tough guy. You can't make this up. So yellow trucking asked its drivers for some concessions, trivial ones, like unloading trucks. And enter Mr. Tough Guy, Sean O'Brien, the Teamsters Union said no. His members have been giving back too much to what he referred to the people, bad term, that's been running the company into the ground for too long, he basically said. When asked if he bared any responsibility for losing the 30,000 jobs, he said, nope, nope, not at all, that it was Yellow's fault. I want you, and I, I see we have a, a, a full uh, panel of calls here, but before we get to that, I want you to listen to this. And this is our owner-operator, John Casamitidi, speaking with attorney Mark Kasowitz, who represented the yellow trucking company. I want you to listen to this, folks. And as you're listening to this interview, it's a few minutes long, I want you to remember in, in, in the back of your mind, 30,000 jobs gone, posturing, because Mr. O'Brien is a tough guy. He's the president of the Teamsters. Don't mess with me, John Wayne style. And 30,000 people are out of jobs. Listen to this interview. I saw you on uh, Fox News uh, a few uh, days ago, uh, and you represent the uh, Yellow Trucking Company, and uh, everybody was shocked how this company uh, uh, went out of business, uh, went bankrupt, and uh, 30,000 people, the Teamsters, uh, are been laid off, and I was shocked that the uh, the Teamsters and management couldn't sit down and, and work out so 30,000 of their members don't go out of business or go or lose their jobs. 
Well, it, it's, a, it's a terrible story, um, John, uh, but this is one of those situations, uh, very, very unique, I think, but this is one of those situations where the blame, unfortunately, all falls on one side, and it falls on the side uh, of the Teamsters Union. And the reason that it falls on the side of the Teamsters Union is that Yellow had been engaged in a very well-known, well-publicized, well-conceived plan to modernize its business. And it needed to modernize its business because it, was, it, 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 it consists of four operating companies that it had um, uh, merged with over the years. And those operating companies had some inefficiencies between and amongst them. Uh, in some instances, they were competing for uh, the same loads and the same customers. So in 2019, Yellow embarked on a, an initiative called One Yellow to modernize its business to bring everything under one tent. And the first uh, phase of that business uh, was to, to do that modernization was out west uh, in California. And the union at that time in 2020, 2021, uh, agreed uh, to that, agreed to some very, very minor uh, changes uh, in seniority for some of its members and in some of the additional jobs that some of its members, a very small percentage of them, would have to do on the West Coast. And, uh, union, and, and Yellow succeeded in the first phase of its modernization effort and it was working extremely well. Then what happened is union uh, leadership changed, and the new leadership uh, just absolutely refused to negotiate with Yellow uh, for the rest of the country for the to implement these changes in the rest of the country. And One Yellow had been a concept that had been sold to all of the markets, to the lenders, to the government, to everyone else. But the union refused for the last nine months uh, to even sit down and discuss any of these changes, as a result of which Yellow wasn't able to implement the changes. Uh, and ultimately, uh, it went out of business. Uh, but this is, this is solely in the lap of, of, of Teamsters. You mentioned 30,000 uh, employees. There were 30,000 employees of this company uh, uh, who were out of work. 22,000 of them are Teamsters. And all of this was brought to the attention of the union nine months ago. And consistently over the last nine months, Yellow's leadership had been making repeated and repeated uh, requests of the union to sit down and negotiate. I mean, frankly, uh, uh, John, uh, they were practically begging the union uh, to sit down and negotiate so that and, one yellow could be finished, and the union just flat out refused to do it. Uh, and, Mark, let me ask you a question. Uh, didn't the members themselves uh, try to uh, talk to the union, uh, the union leadership, and say, we don't want to lose our jobs? I mean, I, I see nobody uh, all across the country, nobody really, they're scratching their head, don't understand it. Uh, what did the members say? It's very difficult to understand. Uh, the management went out uh, to, and to, to try to deal directly, you know, with with the members uh, to try to tell them what was happening and what was coming and why their their leadership was not serving them well. And for whatever reason, whether whether the union leadership, uh, well, we know for a fact. Um, we have evidence of it that you, the union leadership were just uh, uh, was was just trying to quell any dissent uh, whatsoever. At the last minute, John, at the last minute, uh, virtually the 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 week within a week before the company uh, had to file, um, the union leadership came to the company, called them repeatedly over the course of a weekend, wanting to make a deal. Uh, saying, hey, we've got to make a deal, we've got to make a deal. Uh, and probably what happened then was that the membership had uh, was up in arms because they realized what was about to happen. But by that time, it was too late. Um, the, the business was 
the business was evaporating because the union had threatened to uh, to strike. Think about that for a second, folks. It was too late. So we're going to talk about Trump. We're going to talk about this panhandler and his uh, his wisecrack comments uh, going racial and uh, and sexual as he's being escorted by a uh, female detective and a male detective. But uh, that was just attorney uh, Mark Kasowitz speaking with our owner operator, uh, John Katsimatidis, on the issue of this yellow trucking company and what has happened. And it seems like this is going under the radar screen. 30,000 jobs, 30,000 jobs. And I want to hear from you folks on this topic. We'll, we'll discuss the other ones. Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines officially here. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. What happened with the yellow trucking company? And one man, one man posturing Mr. O'Brien, the president of the Teamsters. You're no Jimmy Hoffa, Mr. O'Brien. For all the good and the bad of Jimmy Hoffer, at least he protected his members. And what this guy has done, 30,000 jobs. And when this happened, when this happened, this is what the uh, yellow trucking company posted. It is with profound disappointment, and this was on Twitter that we are closing after nearly 100 years in business. Today, it is not uncommon for someone to work at a company for 20, 30, 40 years, but many at Yellow did. For generations, we provided solid, good, paying jobs and fulfilling careers. Yellow Trucking Company, and this is a very important story, and this is why I'm doing it, because how would you feel if you're one of these 30,000 members that lost your job? Let's go ahead and start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin this morning with Billy in Rockland County. Good morning, Billy. What's on your mind? Oh, yeah, great show, Dominic. Um, look, the fact of the matter is that the days of Jimmy Hoffa and uh, unions only – without any competition or over. I mean, these jobs, like, in the private sector, non-union, are probably, like, worth half of what these guys make. You know, so how are these, how are these companies supposed to compete with uh, non-union labor that, you know, only makes half of what they're making? And and I and I, I hear you. So, so, so Billy, did, did this surprise you, what happened? No, it doesn't surprise me because, like, you know, a big company like UPS or uh, or FedEx, they're going to survive and have their business. But these smaller companies are just – they just can't handle unions, you know. Like, and I support unions. I want these guys to make a good living and stuff. But the fact is, I mean, there's so much non-union competition out there that right. it just doesn't compete. Right, right, right. Well, Billy, I, I do appreciate your call. Thank you so much from Rockland County. Again, folks, we'll get to the Trump calls. I see the Trump calls. We'll get to the panhandler calls. But just for a second, we're focusing on this yellow trucking company and 30,000 jobs, poof, gone because of one union leader who says, I'm John Wayne. I'm a tough guy. That is the president of uh, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. Uh, 22,000 jobs in his union gone and, um, and another 8,000 as well. So a total of 30,000 jobs, union management company tried to work it out with the union and this leader, apparently they were unwilling to get it done. Sean O'Brien. And at the end of the day, he ended up cutting the throats of his own members. Tom in New Jersey. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Dominic, I just wanted to call and let you know that um, you really don't have the entire story. What you did was you picked up a book and and opened it up to the last chapter and started reading. There's a lot of uh, history that goes before 
the uh, current story that you are not aware of. And um, okay, so really so tell me, blame. so Tom, so tell me, tell me what I'm not aware of. Okay, well, it started back in uh, 2008 when uh, Yellow Corporation bought other companies, mm-hmm. and I was a, an employee of one of the other companies that they had purchased. And when the housing crisis happened in 2009, a lot of their loans that they took out for the purchases of the other companies became immediately due. And uh, they went to the union um, membership and they asked for what they what they call give backs. Concessions. So, concessions. So we um, voted on a give back package and uh, what turned out to be about 15 percent of our salary. Uh, they stopped contributing to our pension. Um, some other some other concessions that we made as well. So okay. starting in 2009, each member was giving back about three hundred dollars a week in in their in their income and also not no contribution to their uh, to their pension. So that that's been going on since 2009. So that that story that that you haven't read has got all all part of, of what's happening now or what has happened now. So OK, so was, uh, so so wait, so Tom, so I so I hear you. You're saying that uh, the union members, yourself, you made some concessions, but right. bring, but bring it fast forward to to twenty twenty three. The bottom line is no yellow trucking. There goes the thirty thousand jobs. So what did the union prove? Well, you say some concessions. You can't say some because each member given back about three hundred dollars per week for over fourteen years is not some. That's that's a legitimate. Okay, give back. okay. That's so so Tom, but Tom, but Tom. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's either job or no job. So you'd rather be unemployed. Well, no, absolutely not. I mean, but at some point when you have a bad job with bad management, mismanagement, and the trucking company not being able to make a profit to uh, to stay in business, at some point something has to give. And I believe Mr. O'Brien decided that this was the point where it was either going to be, you know, a, a, a no job or a bad job. Well, I, I hear you, Tom, but I, I know for myself speaking, I'd rather be employed uh, than than uh, than unemployed, yeah. uh, uh, standing on all, principle. We all wanted to be employed, of course. That, uh, but for 14 years, you give back, and you and you hope that you're adding to the profitability. And the company was never profitable throughout that whole 14 years. So there were there were all these members that were that were making substandard wages for all these years, hoping that it was going to save the company, and in turn, it did not. Right, but it would have saved the company if if Mr. O'Brien would have worked with them at this eleventh hour. Thank you for the call, Tom, and he was unwilling to do so. Let's go. Let's go to Stefano in the Bronx, and then I'm going to take a break. Good morning, Stefano. What's on your mind? Hey, Dom. How are you? Um, just wanted to comment in general on the unions. My dad was a union carpenter, so I'm all for these jobs. I mean, they started off at the beginning. They had noble causes. We know that. But I think throughout time, they degenerated. And the biggest mistake I think they make is when they set themselves out to protect the bad apples. One example is one years ago, remember when you had the teachers in the rubber rooms? Yes. And that was awful. They had them in a post. Also, uh, a while back, I forgot it was, it was the car factories. When they had caught those guys behind the factory at lunchtime smoking pot, and then they fired them, and then the unions got them back. My point is, real quick, that, you know, they have to start protecting the good workers and stop protecting. And you got they, cut they, off there. But they eat up their credibility. Right. You're right. They, it, lose, they lose credibility. They right. lose credibility when they do that. I, I hear the good ones. Get them a better pay. I, I hear you, Stefano. And, and I think most people would agree with you. Thank you for the call. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Lou on Long Island and we'll open it up to the Trump discussion and to this animal panhandler that stabbed a 76-year-old man in the chest because the man would not give him some money. I can't say on the radio what should happen to this animal. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 At Evernorth Health Services... We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. 
That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I heard you were looking for me. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I was thinking about this all day long. The posturing that goes on. Nonstop posturing. Mayor Adams. Migrants come to Nueva York. Nueva York. And now see no evil, hear no evil. It's our problem now. Right? You have restaurants shutting down in historic hotels because they're now migrant uh, shelters. You have a Florida-based firm receiving $20 million worth of no-bid contracts to provide emergency shower trailers for migrants, and they look very nice. The problem with this is, is I don't recall these type of shower facilities for American homeless people. Therein lies the problem, but posturing. Local district attorney in Fulton Fulton County, Georgia, indicts with much fanfare, taking Trump down. But the problem with this is she looks like she's a special counsel in terms of, madam, you're, you're not a federal prosecutor. You're a local prosecutor, and you have jurisdictions. You can't go beyond that, but none of that matters. Posturing. And the best example of posturing that I came up with, 30,000 people, 30,000 jobs, gone, gone, because one labor leader says, I'm a tough guy. John Wayne, Jimmy Hoffa, I'm in that tradition. The yellow trucking company out of business, 99 years in business. They are gone because Sean O'Brien, the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, basically shut them down and had the nerve to tweet a photo in advance of a gravestone that said yellow, meaning the company, 1924 to 2023. Mr. O'Brien, don't don't represent me, please. We're going to get to the Trump phone calls, I promise, folks, and to the panhandle calls. But first, let's go to Lou, Long Island. Good morning, Lou. What's on your mind? Yes, Dominic, I love your show, but I disagree with you wholeheartedly on this union issue with yellow. It's called death by a thousand cuts. Corporations just want to keep whittling your wages down to the point where the union membership says, have said, I've had enough. I'm not working for less, 30% less than I made 10 years ago. Enough is enough. Close the business down. They're not trying to keep a middle class population working. Enough is enough. Okay, so 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 Lou, I I take it you're a member of the Teamsters. Yes, sir. Forty-one okay. years 40, retired. Wow, forty-one years retired. So, well, I'm, so I am biased. Well, well, no, hey, no, 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 it's no problem. You, you know, you, we're all entitled to our opinions, and I respect the fact that you are disagreeing with me, but but you're doing so in a very respectful way. I appreciate that. I really do. Well, we all have opinions. Well, we you just are have correct. To disagree respectfully. You, you you are correct, but Lou. So you're retired now. So I I, I want to make sure I got this right. You're telling me that even though union members 
basically begged for their jobs at the 11th hour and lit a fire under Mr. O'Brien to get this deal done. You're telling me that they'd rather stand on pride than feed their families. Sometimes, Dominic, it comes to that. How much can you take? Say if you were making $25 an hour and five, six, seven, eight years later, you're making $18 an hour. How do you make that up? And whose who's money is that going into the pockets of the corporation, not the union workers? A cut by a thousand, a debt by a thousand cuts. I'll say again, that's all it's about. They and- want to decimate the unions because they are the only thing that keeps the middle class getting middle class wages. Okay, but 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 yellow is out of business. <laughs> They're done. Because I, I understand that. I understand that. But it comes to the point of how much can you take and just I you know just stand up and say I can't take it anymore. I can't imagine these guys saying like I'm going to be out of work rather than, you know, you know, making 10 bucks an hour where I was making 25 bucks an hour, and you know, years ago. I, How much I, can I, you take, Dominic? I, I hear you, Lou. I, I hear you, Lou. But uh, but 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 if I if I'm a young man with a family, I, I really do hear you. And I thank you for your call, Lou. And, and God bless you, man. Thank you for the call. I hear you, Lou. But but if I if I'm a young man with a family, uh, I, I, I think I need to put food on the table. And I think I need Yellow Trucking Company to stay in business uh, uh, 99 years and not go out of business on some ego battling between management begging the union to come to the table and Mr. O'Brien flexing like he's Jimmy Hoffa. And now and now 30,000 jobs are, are gone. So the union loses anyway. Anyway, and now yellow has lost, and it's just a a bad situation. Okay, folks, let's uh, let's open it up. We're discussing the thirty thousand jobs gone uh, because one union leader, Sean O'Brien of the Teamsters, flexes and says he's a tough guy. I'm a tough guy, and now thirty thousand jobs gone on this man's head, and the company's out of business. We're discussing that. We're talking about the posturing that goes on from Mayor Adams to the district attorney in 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 uh, in Georgia. It, you know it, what she has done as it relates to Trump. It sounds like this lady's a special prosecutor. What she's bringing, and and, and as I said last night, why is why is the state attorney general in Georgia not bringing this case? Why is one local district attorney in Atlanta? acting like she's the district attorney for the entire state and for the entire country. It just doesn't work that way. Let's go to Bobby. Bobby, Jersey City. Good morning, Bobby. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dom. Love your show. Dom, Thank you. where do we begin? Where do we begin, Dom? Every day there's a horrific incident that occurs in mass transit. Every day. Dom, my wife's an emergency room nurse in the Hudson County Hospital for 31 years, Dom. She comes home. I picked her up today. She's totally worn out. The majority of these people committing these crimes, yes, they're, they're mentally ill, Dom. When Geraldo did that report, what was it, Meadowview and Staten Island about the insane asylums, how, how badly right. the people, how badly the people were being treated, and they, they changed the laws regarding that. Dom, now these people, they won't take their medication. They're out, they're out in, in in public committing these horrendous acts, and the other the other ones who were just bad. To give it a slap on the wrist and throw it right back out in, in society to to do it again. Dom, the, the, our whole our whole. The politicians, they're trying to break society down. These Marxists, it's, it's insane, Dom. I, I don't know. It, 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 this is, and then they bring the migrants in. We, we can't handle the situations we have. And then they're exacerbating the, the situations by bringing the thousands of people here that we can't handle. Dom, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's bad, Dom. I, thank I, you, buddy. I, I thank you, Bobby, in Jersey City. I, I agree with you. Folks, So we see all your calls from Trump to union-related to this animal that stabbed a 76-year-old man in the chest because the man would not give him money, would not give him money. I've got to take a break. 
When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, more of your telephone calls from California to Brooklyn to Saratoga to Rockland to Bayonne. We will be right back. WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Well, look at this, folks. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie has pulled ahead of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire, according to a new survey of voters in the early presidential primary state. Christie is in second place in the Granite State. Now, it still belongs to Donald Trump, as I told you, folks, it would. He's well behind Trump, but leading DeSantis who has fallen to single digits amid a flurry of recent uh, campaign uh, shakeups and strategy shifts, according to a Emerson College poll released Tuesday. The poll of 837 registered New Hampshire voters conducted between August 9th and August 11th puts uh, Trump support at 49%, Christie, has 9%, DeSantis, 8%. Not looking good for the Florida governor. We'll see what happens. No one is going to beat Donald Trump on the Republican side, and I am telling you that it looks strongly like Trump is headed back to the White House. We have a a full bank of calls here, so you can reach me on Twitter until one of these lines clears up. And you can reach me at Dominic TV, Dominic TV, and discussing the issue of the unions and the Teamsters in which the uh, president of the Teamsters, uh, Sean O'Brien, Sean O'Brien cost 30,000 jobs, 22,000 of them his own members. John Beckman on Twitter says to me, seems to me that unions are not as relevant anymore, and this proves my belief. So what did those 22,000 members get for their dues? Termination, that is what they got. Let's go to Massachusetts and Roger. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? All right, thank you. Uh, You can hear me okay, right? Yes, please go ahead. Okay. Um, Maybe I need a little bit of an education. Uh, I was never part of a union. I always felt that they were like, you know, like uh, hiring, um, you know, some mob to replace the HR department and negotiate with a company. And remember, Hostess had a big issue with them uh, a few years back. Now, so the reason I'm, I'm bringing this, talking about this, I'm a non-union driver, and we get paid very, very well. We have uh, um, lots of benefits as well also, of course alongside not only medical, but other ways, too. And my, I'm wondering how efficient is a union. For instance, down the street from where I work, it's a tremendous office building, modern, new office building. It's, it's for the Teamsters. It's, it's their office building. I never see the parking lot occupied. And how much do they waste money? And how much, you know, with a small company like Maybe Yellow, maybe that company wasn't a strong enough company in the first place for the unions to latch onto. For instance, UPS now, if they're strong enough, they're paying their drivers $49 an hour now. But maybe maybe a company, a smaller company like um, Yellow, maybe they weren't ever supposed to, maybe they could never really support a union. And maybe the workers could have gotten together and said, hey, let's, let's take a vote and let's vote the union out and maybe we'll all be able to survive better. We'll get paid more because the company will be able to, to uh, we'll save money on the union dues, and the company will be able to afford us better. Okay, Roger, I want you to stand by and stay with me live. I'm going to bring in Loretta in Brooklyn into the conversation. Loretta, uh, Roger in Massachusetts can hear you. You're on live with him. What's your take on this issue? Well, I was never a teamster, but I was a union man. And I know on my end of the deal, uh, doing what I was doing, if, you, if you're not in a union, all you have is your relationship with your boss. If he never wants to give you a raise, 
He won't because he doesn't have to legally. He has to legally pay you minimum wage. That's it. Then he can forget about you. And um, uh, I, I applied for a job not knowing it was a union shop. But when you join a union shop, you have to join the union. You don't have a choice. And um, uh, we had, uh, at the time of our closing, we were up to three weeks guaranteed summer vacation, uh, Blue, Cro- Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Major Medical, Dental, Optical, um, guaranteed union raises, and every merit raise I ever met, asked my boss for, I got. And uh, they blamed us for the store closing after nine and a half years because we broke their back salary-wise. But it took them time to find out security-wise that uh, at night when the trailers were coming in, uh, uh, unloading, supposedly unloading, the food was going out. Okay, I, I hear you, Loretta. Roger in Massachusetts, you just heard what Loretta had to say. What do you think? Well, I, I heard only, only part of it. Um, uh, you know, I get, I get, we get raises every year. We have all the medical, the dental, vision, uniforms, boots, outerwear, um, a, a good pay. Um, I'm making a heck of a lot more than I, I ever thought I would make. And uh, and vacations are comparable. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else I could what uh, else I could um, ask for. And our company. So, so is you're saying you're doing you're doing well without the and uh, family owned since it, well almost uh, for over ninety years. Um, um, you know, okay. okay, I, I, I got, I, I got some companies can support it and some companies can't. I, I got it, Roger. Thank you for the call. Loretta, uh, briefly, cause I got to move on to other calls, yes, but, yes. but, but what, what do you say that this one union president, Mr. O'Brien flexing, uh, posturing costs 30,000 jobs? Well, I don't know. I can't comment because I didn't hear anything of this until you brought it up. Okay. I I only know at one point in my store, before I went on nights and I was night front end manager, when I was still on days on the register, something was going on in the store that wasn't good for us. And my father, who was in the Brotherhood of the Carpenters, whatever that is, uh, he said, you can join the Teamsters. They'll take anybody. He said, I don't approve of their methods, but they're good. They're strong. Okay. It didn't, it didn't come to that. We got a lawyer. There was only five of us uh, splitting the, the cost. But because of what we did, uh, the store stopped doing what it was doing. Do you know what they were making us girls do? They were making us unload and load the trucks. I, I, I hear you, Loretta. It's just I'm short on time, and I'm trying to get as many. Thank you for the call. I'm trying to. that That's unfortunate, and, and it's hard to hear. I'm trying to get as many calls as I can before the top of the hour. Let's go to Tom in California. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Hi. Um, I, it's safety, and I am totally blind, and I was trying to walk down the street, and... Um, I don't know if this person uh, tripped me or what, but I was trying to feel my way around. So wait, wait, wait. So wait, Tom, you're talking about the panhandler issue? Yes. Okay, go ahead. And um, it, I I never felt this person, and um, I tripped over him, and he called me a piece of white trailer trash. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm really sorry to hear that, Tom. I I thank you for the call. I want you folks again to listen to what this animal that allegedly stabbed the 76-year-old man in the chest after he asked the man for some money and apparently didn't get the money. I want you to hear what this animal had to say. What happened, Mr. Trotman? What happened, sir? What happened? Yeah, what happened, sir? Okay, he's an ignorant people. And some they sleep. That's what happened. 11 16, 2019. That's what happened. Look my nuts, bozo. I'm speechless. So it appears he's African American. 
He's being escorted out by an African-American female detective, an African-American male detective. And with this woman on his side holding him while he's handcuffed, this is what he has to say in the presence of a woman. Lick my you-know-what. And saying Caucasians are, are ignorant. Before I bring in Frank Morano, let's go to Steve in Saratoga. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, okay, uh, I want to talk about the panhandling thing, but just the uh, it's got to be quick, about, Steve. Uh, go ahead. Okay, quick. Just a, a quick thing about Trump. I think what he should do in court is he, he now he has the chance. He wanted to, to show that the uh, the election wasn't fair. Now in court for the January sixth. And for um, the latest one in Georgia, show now. Now you have the chance to show that you were right. It wasn't. A, it's not a big lie. I think the election uh, was, was stolen, and there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things wrong. And uh, I wanted the, the, the panhandling up here in Saratoga. Uh, I own a, a small hotel, and uh, down the block from me, there are, are quite a few panhandlers. We've tried, and I've been in the paper about it, trying to get a, a law passed against aggressive panhandling and the very liberal um, uh, small government that we have here has voted against it. The thing that gets me is that the panhandlers here, which and they're very arrogant, I mean, not I don't say arrogant, but they're very aggressive uh, and uh, they could be, they, they curse and they, uh, they get upset with you. Tell me about it. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah. Steve, Steve, I have to step in because I'm short on time. I, I do apologize. You know, I, I just don't know why this is tolerated, but that that's for perhaps for tomorrow night's show. Let's bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. What do Hello, you have coming Dominic. up? Well, uh, in our continuing series of trying to talk to as many presidential candidates as possible, in about a half hour, I'm going to be joined by Democratic candidate for president, Marianne Williamson. We're going to talk about her candidacy and uh, why the media seems to be uh, giving her a hard time, not just ignoring her, but giving her a hard time. We're going to talk about this uh, racket, uh, this racketeering indictment of Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani with a real live racketeer, a real mobster, Michael Franzese who was a captain in the Colombo crime family who was prosecuted by Rudy Giuliani when Giuliani was the U.S. attorney. He's going to join me to give us his take on this, a bunch of other things, and uh, we'll stroll down memory lane with Elliot Gordon. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Beatles concert at Shea Stadium. We're going to talk about that, Tony Bennett, and a bunch of other things as well. Well, folks, you want to keep it right there. Another excellent show is coming up right now from Frank Morano on the other side of Midnight. I will be back in 24 hours. I will see you then. Have a great day. Keep it right here. Talk Radio 77, WABC.